What's happening with the economy? Is the worst over? Can we finally breathe a sigh of relief? Join us as we have an insightful discussion today about the markets in this week's episode of Label on Fire. Welcome to Label on Fire with Label Sternbach, the financial independence and retirement show dedicated to helping you build the life of your dreams as fast as possible with as little stress as possible. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Label on Fire. Joining us now is Label Sternbach. He is an enrolled agent with the IRS, a national social security advisor, a financial consultant, and a portfolio management advisor from the Colleges of Financial Planning and Financial Services. Best of all, he's a friend of ours. He's an author of a book called Living with Financial Anxiety and the book entitled Authenticity. His website is yieldsforyou.com. He is a man of letters, and he joins us now. Label, hello, and welcome back to the program. Hey, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm I'm, I'm intrigued by today's conversation because... You're going to tell us, I hope, what's happening with our economy. So I, I brought, uh, if you can see it here, I brought some tea leaves to the conversation. <laughs> got them laid out. I've got some warm water. I'm putting them in, in there now. So as you look into these tea leaves, Mr. Sternbach, <laughs> do you think the worst is over with this economy? I personally think that the worst is over. I think, though, that... Really? Really? Yeah, I think the worst is over. I think people... <laughs> are still failing to recognize what is happening. And I think that that fundamentally is the problem. Um, and until both the you know Wall Street and the Federal Reserve acknowledge what's happening to our economy, until that happens, we're still going to have this seesaw in the stock markets. And that's going to happen for a while. Um, I think inflation... Inflation is really hard to predict because there's too many factors and there's too many there's too many competing agendas that are causing inflation. So whether inflation is over, I, I don't think that's over by a long shot. Um, and I don't think the stock market volatility is over by a long shot. But I do think that our economy, I think that our economy is where it's going to be for the foreseeable future. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, I say that for a number of reasons. Um, the biggest is, is that People are starting to, or the data is starting to show what I've been saying for the last 12 to 18 months, mm -hmm. which is that our economy is changing, right? COVID really exposed the warts of our economy. It exposed the, the fallacy of relying on a global, um, a global supply chain for essential, you know, essential supplies, right? So when it comes to national security, when it comes to, you know, things that we need as a country to run. COVID highlighted the fact that we are, that we've moved so much of our critical manufacturing overseas that we are really susceptible to any disruption in the supply chain. Now, the real issue with that wasn't the fact that we are, you know, giving money to China or we're supplying China or we're helping China and India grow. That wasn't the issue. The issue was that if a, a a country like China, which is, you know, really a, it's a dictatorship, right? They, they say they're a socialist republic, but, you know, it's ruled by, you know, a handful of people. Um, so when a country like that decides that we're their enemy and they control most of our manufacturing or enough of our critical manufacturing to bring our country to a halt, that's a serious problem. 
Another serious problem is, is that Taiwan, which is less than 100 miles away from mainland China, is where almost all of our high-tech chips are manufactured. And mm -hmm. so, you know, and we're talking about the chips that are used in our, you know, nuclear missiles that are used in, you know, everything from the iPhone to, to nuclear submarines. And the fact that it's manufactured 100 miles from mainland China and that they are, China has gotten more and more aggressive about asserting their dominance. That means they have the ability, they have the ability to disrupt um, our military infrastructure. They have the ability to disrupt our entire economy, our entire way of life, right? It'll only be a matter of time from the time that they shut down the, uh, the chip manufacturing in Taiwan till all of a sudden we're not able to replace critical machines in our hospitals and our gas stations and, you know, everywhere in our life and our life comes to a halt. That's not something that us as a nation or the Western nations as a whole can, can really, um, you know, abide, right? We can't be held hostage to a socialist dictatorship. And so as a result of that, Western nations passed a whole bunch of laws that basically incentivize manufacturing to come back home. Now, what's even more interesting is that the United States went more aggressive than the European Union or even UK, and we provided a whole lot of incentives, so much so to the point that the European Union is saying that we've effectively, you know, um, uh, I, what's the term? Um, I'm blanking on this, but we're we're not a, a fair trade partner, and that we've we've created, you know, uh, basically like tariffs and stuff like that on them, which we have treaty treaties not to do, and it's supposed to be dictated by that. So that's going to play out. So manufacturing has been coming back home. High-tech manuf manufacturing has been coming back home. And uh, even from Europe, apparently we're attracting manufacturing from Europe, which has never happened before. Um, so we're getting all of these jobs. We're creating jobs that never existed. We're creating jobs that are not on any of the reports yet. And that is really driving, I think, our economy. And the Fed data doesn't show it. Stock market doesn't show it because it doesn't show in earnings reports yet. It doesn't show in a lot of reports yet. And so until people start to see those in their tea leaves and that uh, we just added a huge amount to our national economy, I think that there's going to be this tug of war. It sounds as if you've painted a both ends scenario here. Um, at the outset, you said the worst is over. But you just talked about dictatorships uh, changing the scope of how America operates at its fundamental core. So uh, help me through that one. Help me to understand where you're going with that. Yeah. So so I think that um, I think that what's happening, right, is when we talk and and I'm talking exclusively right from an economic and from a, you know, stock market perspective or inflation perspective from a dollar perspective is that we're really shoring up our economy. We're really shoring up our national security. We're shoring up our um, the stability of the, you know, the U.S. dollar. Mm -hmm. We're shoring up all those things so that nobody can really threaten our economy too much. Got it. At the same time, though, at the same time, what we're seeing is a, you know, a kind of decoupling of the global supply chain, the global economy that has happened for the last 40 years, right? For the last 40 years, there's been the steady move to outsource as much uh, manufacturing and as much low-tech labor as possible to these countries like India and China, which were developing economies. And 
that has kind of that has started to reverse itself which is going to have long-term repercussions, right? It, it is a fundamental shift in power, um, one that that people are kind of, you know, they don't want to acknowledge publicly because we still, you know, until it's completely undone, we still rely on China for so much of our critical supplies, right? And so we can't come out, right, and say, China, we don't like what you're doing, right? And Trump, you know, he did that, right? He came out and he said all the things that nobody wanted to say publicly. And China didn't react so well to it. And we're kind of, you know, we have a different administration right now. We have, you know, more, you know, uh, career diplomats, you know, doing the the talking. And so behind closed doors, everyone knows what's happening. But out in public, nobody's going to say it until it's over. Interesting. We're talking with Label Sternbach. So do you have major concerns or any concerns for 2023 as we go into 2024? We can't see it month by month, but quarter by quarter. So my biggest concern are for people who are currently retired or who are going to retire within the next year or two. My And my concern for them is that they need to know where the money that they are going to be living off of is going to come from. That is their biggest concern and my biggest concern for them, because if you just have your money invested in the stock market, right, and you haven't separated out the money I'm going to live on in the next, you know, one to two years, three years, um, even four or five years out. But if you haven't separated those monies out by the different time horizons, then what's going to happen is retirement is going to come or you're going to have to replenish your checking account. And inevitably, you're going to take it from funds that are at um, at a low, right? The, the stock market is going to dip at some point, and your investments are going to dip, and you won't be able to wait for the recovery, right? You won't be able to wait for the stock market to reach a new high. And because you're going to need to live on this money, you're going to sell it, and you're going to sell it at a loss, and that's going to hurt your long-term financial stability. And so right now, what I'm doing with all my clients is I'm helping them make sure that the plan that they have in place for how they're funding their retirement, how they're replenishing their checking account, that that is solid, right? That that is as strong as possible, because that, if we don't get that right in these few years, right, it will really hurt us in the long run, right? Um, we need to make sure that we have something that provides us with stability, right? That that money is stable and doesn't go up and down with the markets. Having said that also, right, we want to make sure that our investments for three to five years from now and five to 10 years are taking on appropriate risk and that we're okay with that, right? And some people aren't okay with looking at their account balance and seeing it seesaw up, to, up and down, right? I mean, literally, uh, you know, if you look at your at your retirement accounts, chances are, you're going to see multiple ups and downs of significant, you know, um, uh, uh, height, right, of significant uh, durations. And so you're going, you know, if you can live with that, great, um, stick it out. If you can't, then we need to put you into something that's not going to give you a heart attack every time you open up your brokerage account. Right? That makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. So I'm just curious. Uh, I hope this is not off course, but how, do, how are you investing your money? 
So I'm investing my money. I, I again, like I said, right? I have those different time horizons. So based on the time horizons, are going to determine how I'm investing it, right? So I have, you know, a portion of my money is in, you know, checking or savings account, and that's, you know, I try to have three to four months. Now I'm still working and earning money, right? So I can afford to just have those few months, and then I have, you know, the money that I know that I'm probably going to need to use over the course of the next year. That's not going to come from my wages. I have that in high yield savings, right? And that's like money market funds that are paying, you know, four to 5%. And then I've got my long-term stuff, right? And so for my long-term stuff, right, I'm, you know, I can bear the market risk. Um, so I'm taking on that full market volatility, right? And I have, the truth is, is I have investments um, and some of my clients are good with this. Um, we have investments that are what are called contrarian strategies. So when these stocks go down, way down, right? Like because the stock market, everyone gets scared and they're like, oh no, the, you know, the bottom's coming out and nobody knows what they're doing and it's worse than we expected. Well, when that happens, I have, I have money managers who go and they find the companies that have been beaten up the most, but Fundamentally, they're great. So think about this as, you know, the short-term Warren Buffetts, right? So they, you know, they, essentially it's Warren Buffett, right? Go buy great companies and hold them for the long run. This is go buy great companies that have been beaten up by everyone and hold them for the short run as they recover, as people realize that, you know, the worst isn't the worst and then sell them when they peak and, you know, repeat the process. And right now, I mean, those strategies are killing it because there is so much opportunity there's going to continue to be opportunity for the next few years because nobody knows what the hell is happening and the seesaw this volatility is a great buying opportunity if you have a strategy if you don't have a strategy and you're just buying and holding then you you don't try to time the market um make sure that you can just hold on and that you it doesn't give you a heart attack trying to hold on final question is that your biggest tip of the year or do you have something else my biggest tip of the year is that you got to have a sound decision-making process, right? That That is the name of the game in this business. You got to have a sound decision-making process that mm -hmm. will allow you to make the best decision for yourself and your loved ones. Because regardless of what the market is doing today, tomorrow, or, you know, five years from now, you're going to constantly be faced with these oh moments. And if you don't have a way of navigating through that, then you are going to end up screwing yourself, right? And, and just to give you an example, right? If, you know, car breaks down or you find yourself in an airport, right? And your flight gets gets canceled and you don't know when the next one is and you got to be somewhere, right? Well, where are you spending that money to buy that next flight that's going to cost, you know, a whole lot of money? You need to go see your grandkids, right? Or your kid or whatever, right? And you're, it's a last minute flight. How are you paying for that? Right. Those are the questions that come up on a regular basis. And if you don't have an answer for how am I paying for that? Right. And you're like, oh, well, I have all this money. Right. I saved all this money all my life. I'm just going to pay for it and we'll figure it out. Well, guess what? You're going to deplete your savings faster than everyone else is because the people who took the time to plan for it and have a decision making process that says, yes, this is where I take that money from. This is how I replenish it. This is what I can afford. This is what I can't afford. Those are the people, right, who last long and end up giving, you know, huge amounts of money to their beneficiaries, not because they started out with a huge amount of money, but because they had a process for getting there. Makes a lot of sense. we got to leave it right there. But if you like more information from Label Sternbach, just go to his website, yieldsforyou.com. Yields, the number four, the letter U.com. It's all the time we have. Join us again next week as we talk about the new 321 retirement plan and how it can give you the financial freedom that you deserve.
Labels on fire. If you would like to see how the Yields for You team can help you get off the Wall Street roller coaster and save you money on taxes so you can live the life of your dreams, book an appointment online at yieldsforyou.com. That's yieldsforyou.com. Or call 410-914-4894. That's 410-914-4894. Yields for You is a registered investment advisor in the state of New York and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussion should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of any offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Content should not be viewed as legal or tax advice. Always Consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation.